and welcome to another episode of Don't Read the Comments, the podcast that takes a look at the things people are saying online so that you don't have to. My name's Katie and as usual I'm joined by my co-host Ken. Hello, how are you doing? Every week we take a look at a few of the stories doing the rounds on the internet and more importantly see what people are saying about them. If you want to get involved, remember you can email don'treadthecommentspod at gmail.com. You can tweet at don'treadpod or send us a message through our Don't Read the Comments Facebook page. Ken, how has your week been? Um, <laughs> S squared, D squared, same stuff, different day. I, well, I, you, I, did, I, you did get a getaway at the weekend for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, my other half has the world's smallest trailer tent, which is... Um, it's it's quite an, it's actually quite good. Um, however, the campsite was full of folk who have um, clearly never camped in their lives. And I'm not right. saying people shouldn't try, but uh, at least uh, <laughs> Google at least, it or something. <laughs> yeah, at, at least look to see what other people are doing, and don't just presume it's like having a party in your back garden. Um, because it was just after a while, I just wanted to drink to forget um, all the kind of weird basics bellowing and shouting and you know it was just yeah yeah Uh, they were unpleasant yeah i i spent most of the weekend getting texts from worried friends and relatives because um there is a current outbreak of covid related to aberdeen pubs yes and i was out in aberdeen the weekend that they seem to have traced it to (laughs) however I was not in the pub that is at the centre of this outbreak, but I was Absolutely. getting lots. I was getting lots of people who are like, "You were in Aberdeen last weekend. Were you in this pub?" With the link to the articles, and I'm like, "No, no, fine, no COVID yet, or at least I've not shown any symptoms, so I would have by now." Well, I went to London in the first week of March when uh, it was all kind of going a bit weird. Pete Tong for London, eh? Oh, that's and, right. Um, so you were. And, you were um, Yeah, to be honest, uh, it was so long as you remember to, you know wash your hands uh you know don't pick your nose in public all that sort of stuff that yeah. you, were, you were going to be okay but um it was and there was situations which i decided not to get involved in yes um i mean i have to say when i was out in aberdeen and also i've been out recently you know everything is so well set up in hmm. terms of signage staff are really helpful the staff are wearing all their masks or shields or whatever um you know they're very clear on Uh here's where the hand sanitizer is please help yourself even things like if you go into a restaurant they give you a paper menu so that they can just bin them so there's not any transfer on the menus and i mean yeah i think it's maybe either go out you know i i went out for lunch monday lunchtime that's not exactly going to be a busy time but would i go out on a saturday night maybe not Maybe he's no. Maybe he's no. Anyway, we've got a lot to chat about this week that's been happening. So do you want to kick us off with the first story we've got? Ah, who said said irony was dead? Uh, Tommy Robinson leaves the UK to live in Spain as he fears for his life. Professional, (laughs) Professional fuckwit. Professional bigoted fuckwit. Yeah, so Tommy, whose real name is uh, Stephen... Yaxley um, Lennon. Lennon, uh, has announced that he's left his homeland to seek refuge in another country, specifically Spain. He's worried about his safety for his family. Um, you know, you couldn't make this shit up. Well, this is it. For those who don't know who Tommy Rod- Robinson is, he is the former head of Britain First, which is... Uh, neo-nazi racist hate group mm-hmm. which organizes various events and protests they're the kind of people who would protest a mosque yeah um and he's been arrested for assault and various other, he was actually arrested for contempt of court was he not for yeah he's live been arrested protesting. Uh, violence violence financial and immigration fraud drug possession public order uh, contempt of court. Um, he's thoroughly un, you know, unpleasant. Yeah, and actually, I think I remember something pre-COVID where he was at a centre parks with his family, and he decked a guy who he claimed had touched up his daughter, but coincidentally, yeah. the guy happened to not be British. Mm. 
So, and he's one of those people that that very strongly believes that foreigners should fuck off out of Britain and not be allowed in. And if they are here, they should have to speak English and everything else. And he's now gone to Spain. (laughs) With no shred of irony. You know, he's he's uh, he he will describe himself as an expat, not an immigrant. Yes, um, but obviously, the internet had a bit of a field day. I posted this on my personal Facebook. I didn't post the link. I just put. So Tommy Robinson's moving to Spain, and one of my friends is like, "Is this a fucking joke?" But I'm like, "No, this is legit." And I posted the link, and they're like, "Oh my god." But Lad Bible was, they had a bit of a field day with it. So. Oh, yeah. Any um, comments striking you? So I've actually, I mean, when I was going through it, I actually saw some, which I believe, when you read them, to actually be support, in support of them. Really? Yeah. Um, so his family needs to move country because of a dangerous situation at home. So he moved to a foreign country to speak a language he couldn't, he couldn't yet. Uh, he, I, I, I can bet he can't speak. And living in someone else's home, does this sound familiar to anyone? You know, he, he's he's claiming he's being persecuted and has to move abroad. I mean, the very people that he, he targets. Yeah, asylum seekers and people fleeing violence and refugees. And he's someone else has put leaves Sp- UK in of fear of attacks. Tells them all he lives in Spain now. I know. I mean, that is kind of Muppetry as well. Like, if you're scared, because allegedly this is to do with an attempted arson on his family home in England. But, yeah, if you really feared for your life, you wouldn't be like, I'm off to Spain. You would say, oh, I'm away to Germany, but then go to Spain. (laughs) Yeah. There's some some idiot, um, the troll, um, says, wait for everyone's conversion. So, of course, one of the things that... um, uh, this this um, Tommy Tommy Tommy, um, Tommy uh, has always claimed that um, Britain will fall to become some Islamic caliphate and will all be converted to Islam. So oh, someone has said, and it's uh, going to be wait, Sharia law and all that. Yeah, yeah. Wait for everyone's conversion, then he will laugh and say, "I told you so." He gets pelters. <laughs> He's going to get a shock when he realizes they all speak Spanish. Yes. Um. Most people going on, most people on here going like he never did anything good for his country. The man loves his country, and if you think he's going to be gone for good, then you're deluded. Yeah, um, I think I'd read that. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with Spain at this difficult time, as if COVID <laughs> wasn't bad enough. Um. Flees danger in homeland to start safe life for his family in new country. The irony here is pure poetry. Mm. If his house really was targeted in an arson attack, he'd be going about on about it non-stop. The guy's a serial liar, and his supporters have funded him moving to Spain. He's played the lot of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Again, uh, the most ironic thing I've seen today has a problem with immigrants coming to UK, so becomes an immigrant himself. Ironic, exactly. Um, and he's this is also the guy who's was pro Brexit because he wanted autonomy for Britain, yet he is using the Brexit loophole or the, the EU loopholes yeah. to travel. Um, John Paul Priestley has uh, I don't know how this will work, audio, it's a disc race. What about freeze peach? there will be repercussions. Oh dear. In the in the forming of a typical Britain first spelled post. You see, I think uh, whoever that was is hearing his nurse, the charge nurse on the ward he's on, uh, <laughs> walking towards his door and is frantically, as the keys are jingling, frantically trying to, uh, to post on uh, uh, an illicit phone. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks. Now, the other thing about Tommy Robinson is that much like a stopped clock can be right twice a day. <laughs> one of the things that has garnered Tommy Robinson a bit of support, aside from the racists, was that he went through a bit of a spell um, 
almost like a bit of a paedophile hunter or a paedophile namer and shamer. I just, yeah, keep going. I don't get that, but on you go, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, even the people who maybe wouldn't like his views on race relations, Mm -hmm. but nobody likes a paedophile. So he then garnered a bit of kind of backdoor support. You see, then it was almost part of the indoctrination. In in the Venn diagram of people who allude to the Crusades, Mm -hmm. people who vote for the BNP, and pedo hunters. Yes. There's quite a large overlap. Yes. And so one person on this post is saying, thanks for speaking up for abused children. Sorry, the police let you down. You see, I, I, I mean, I, what I'm about to say, I have no statistical uh, evidence right. for. However, okay. I remember watching one of these daytime Sunday programmes and, 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 and I think, um, who's the Scottish DJ that now does current affairs? Oh, uh, God, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Nicky Campbell. Campbell, yeah. So I'm sure it was Nicky Campbell, um, and they had a home, and, and it was one of those um, programmes where everyone's shouting at each other, and I think the premise of the of the argument for the day was, um, you know, the scourge of paedophilia, and everyone's perception that there's a pedo under every bush and under every bed, and, you know, and there's, there's 20 in my street alone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And somebody came on from the home office and said, Look, and I've tried hunting for this clip and I can't find it. And I was, it, it took me aback when he said it. He more or less said that the reality is that there isn't really any more. They're just more connected. And that and that 24-hour news now means that you can hear about a pedo in Penzance and the Penzance population can hear about pedos in Orkney. Um mm-hmm. And the impression is that there's there's million times more pedos than there ever was. But also, uh, I think there's higher reporting rates. Yes. In terms um, of people are going to the police more. Oh, yeah, this. absolutely. Um, but again, you know, what might have been in, you know, the, the, the Evening Telegraph, someone from Bangor in Wales would never have read. Yes. But now, you know, the internet, it's, it's there to find. I also think that Tommy mm-hmm. considers immigrants with pedos. Oh, God, yeah, because they, the, the one of the things that, that they love to tout was, remember the case a few years back, and I think it was Rotherham. Yeah. And there was some Asian guys who were convicted of, I, I don't know if it would be classed as child sex trafficking or if it was, you know, but it was that kind of, it was a group of men who were arrested and jailed for either facilitating or soliciting sex with underage girls or yeah. young teenage girls. And, and they were preying on... Um, Kids and cane and things like yeah, that. Yeah, people, vulnerable, vulnerable people. Yes. And so, but this is touted by Tommy Robinson and his ilk as... You know, I mean, they seem to think that if we didn't let any foreigners in... There wouldn't be any pedos. There would be no pedos. Um, and, and this is the problem. And But, again, people hear what they want to hear. So someone hears, oh, Tommy Robinson's against pedophiles. Well, that's sensible. So am I. So I'm, I support Tommy Robinson. Rather than going, Tommy Robinson is against pedos, so am I. But Tommy Robinson is a racist bigot. I'm not. Okay, let's not do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that there's, you know, there's, th- there's lots of politicians I don't agree with, but occasionally, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's funny because on this Lad Bible post, you know, people are talking about the violence. Now, Toby Robinson and his various associates have been convicted of violent attacks, vandalism mm. on, you know, mosques or statues, things like that. Um, but, yeah, so uh, someone has put, there are two types of people in this country, people who love Tommy Robinson and people who love grooming gangs. Yeah. 
I, 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 you know, forced out of his own country for speaking out. He loves his country and would have died for it. Do you know what, mate? There's plenty of opportunity for that. He's only only 37. I'm sure he could still join up. Needs more true patriots like him to keep the government honest. And Peter McLean has summed it up quite succinctly. In Glasgow, this is what we know as a pure heavy duty Farney. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's just the irony and I kind of hope that the Spanish Tommy Robinson equivalent does the same to him. Yes, uh, you know, I would like to see him hounded out of his house by the Spanish right wing. Yeah, this is it. Someone's put, I love how the leftist journalists always introduce Tommy as far right Tommy. Tommy isn't far right, he's just right. Oh dear. Um, oh dear me, you were the chosen one. It was said that you'd destroy immigrants, not join them. Bring balance back to the UK, not leave it to the far right. Not leave it to the far right. He was the bloody far right. Exactly. I keep laughing to myself, picturing Tommy going across the channel in a little rubber dinghy. (laughs) And someone's put, please do not search refuge in Spain. We don't want you here. No place for far right, thanks. Yeah, well, you know, Spain's got a bit of a history of that shit, but there you go. Well, someone did reply, in fairness, Fox will will love him. Um... Yeah, I, I... There's no place for him. There is no place for him in society. Uh, he's, he's a he's an excrescence, uh, and good luck to him. Well, this is it. It's um, and he's actually he's he's not a smart man. He's fly, which is like mm-hmm. fly, fly for me is like someone who's a bit cunning and sleek it and fox like and sly, but he's not a clever man. And I mean, and it's funny as well because he, this part of this story is the fact that he's actually stranded in Spain. Yes. Where he was because um, he was over there and because they put Spain back on the quarantine list and they kind of shut the borders again, he can't get back to the UK because he was supposed to be speaking at a rally. Um, but he's he's but he couldn't get back to England and uh, he says that um, you know I was due to be coming for the demonstration on Sunday but there's something I haven't told everyone I had an incident quite a few weeks ago with an arson I do have the video of everything but it was targeted against my property well not against my property but against my wife's property I think the fact he's clarified that means that there's some dodgy shit someone's trying to take his cash. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that point, we left the country straight away and I'm looking at relocating my family, which is pretty hard to do, especially with COVID, because I couldn't even get a hotel. Um, I couldn't even find a hotel to move them out to. Obviously, my wife has had enough of everything and someone gave us somewhere to stay. So we left the country. I was due to be flying back for the demonstration. But now with this 14 day quarantine, if I fly back, I probably won't get back out. My kids are out here. I'm still in the process of finding a permanent relocation for them. I've got new schools for my daughter, but that's just an update. And it, and then he says, it wasn't Muslims that done this. It was, after all, the BLM, so Black Lives Matter stuff. I think I know who it was. It doesn't matter, Tommy. You're a fucking idiot. I mean, to be fair, it's. It, I'm surprised something like this hasn't yet happened. To be honest, like I'm surprised this guy has not been attacked. And I feel bad for his family, but then at the same time, his wife married a fuckwit, so yeah. she knew what she was getting in for. The kids, I feel sorry for, because they were they had no choice but to be born to a fuckwit. But I mean, he seems to, from what he's saying, he seems to have video cameras up outside his house and stuff like that so I think he knew that this was maybe going to come but funnily you know, enough yeah. he's never shown the video All right. of the attempted arson alleged I bet, I bet he was party, in, in fighting the party politics well exactly because he's no longer Britain first because he got ousted or something did he not mm-hmm. so yeah 
And I mean, this is the problem with these Nazi types is they can't, they're too busy arguing amongst each other. Well, uh, as we've seen, uh, fascists are prone to uh, fight amongst themselves when there's no one else to fight with. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, let's move on. We're back to COVID. Do you want to explain our second story? So, um, in Scotland, there's been a few um, hotspots for uh, COVID reinfection. Um, one down in the borders, I think through in Glasgow, a call centre, which was ironically right, dealing yeah. with um, English tr- track and trace. Yep. But um, there's been a, a bit of a spurt, that's maybe the wrong phrase, um, <laughs> in Aberdeen from last, not this weekend, but the weekend before. Mm-hmm. So in FUBAR news, there's photos emerging from the weekend showing revellers enjoying themselves um, outside pubs in Union Street. Um but had lot, there's lots of messages about uh, regarding the lack of social distancing in the town. Everyone loves a night out. It's great to see pubs, etc. Uh, open, but we also have to be sensible. And it looks like a normal Saturday night. It, yeah. The queues um, are rammed. I have to say, I was out in Aberdeen the weekend before this, and it did not look that bad. Now, I don't know. I wasn't at Seoul, which it looks like that this is outside of Seoul. Um, I was at the other end of Union Street mm-hmm. and kicked bit. I mean, I was in uh, Belmont Street, which is, I mean, there's tons of bars and stuff on Belmont Street. It's quite popular for people going on a night out to go to Belmont mm-hmm. Street. And there was nothing like this. And I was out till about 10 o'clock. But, um, yeah, and so the residents of Aberdeenshire, who are the predominant followers of FUBAR News... Um, have kind of been having their say here. Yes. Um, I mean, someone's pointed out this was always going to happen. Is everyone really surprised? Cadonas, which is the kind of rides and shows up there, can't at uh, the beachfront. Open, yeah. Yeah, can't even open the outside rides, but this can happen. Beggars belief. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be plenty outside rides. <laughs> yeah, but um. It's a shame our kids are going to suffer with a lack of school education for selfish, irresponsible people just wanting to get a drink at the weekend. Uh, It's maybe a bit of a leap of imagination, but um, yeah, I kind of get what they're saying. There's a certain degree of people have just forgotten. Yes. Right, that's it. It's done. Well, this is it. I mean, some people, um, you know... We cannot blame the government for everything. We were begging to get these places open and now we're all screaming this should be closed. Nicola's damned if she doesn't, damned if she doesn't. Public Mm -hmm. houses and restaurants needed to be reopened for the economy and the government gave the go-ahead with very strict social measures measures in place. Individual establishments need to make sure that social distancing measures are in place and this very clearly doesn't meet the standard. We can't go blaming the government for everything that goes wrong when individual businesses and staff need to take responsibility. Well, I agree with that, but I also think that the individual customers need to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, one lady, Sarah Rennie, says, so this is allowed, but I'm not allowed to go and have a face-to-face appointment with my therapist for my mental health. Priorities are all wrong here. It's bullshit. Um, and again, there does seem to be a degree of, of um, inconsistency uh, over some of this. Yeah, uh, I mean... And it, and it, it's hard for all parties to feel that they've all got some benefit from relaxation. Yeah, some people was saying, some people are saying that they were at Seoul on Saturday and they agree that, yes, the picture outside the venue is ridiculous and they need to solve that situation. However, once you got in, mm-hmm. everything was brilliant. You know, table space out, hand sanitizer, tracking check-in, table service, and the inside of the venue was half full because of how they've moved the tables. Yeah. And she says, what you see in the pictures is actions of others not following social distancing whilst waiting in a queue, not the venue. So maybe it is like queue marshals or, you know, bouncers well, or someone. In some respects, it's like you can't get in. Oh, can we wait? No. You know, move on. Yeah, well, I mean, we had, when we were out... Um, we we booked a table in the first place. Yeah. And we had that till about seven o'clock and then we thought and then it, someone else was coming in after us, so they're like, You need to move. We were like, right, we'll go across the road to a different pub, went over there and they said, Listen, we're bookings only, you can't, you know, yeah. just walk in. Fine, not a problem. Went back 
across the road to a different pub and they're like and we had a look and there was two people in front of us and we're like right okay fair enough but it it all seemed very relaxed like nobody was pissed yeah and everyone was just having a good time and but everyone was very like oh sorry i'll get out your way and you know quite courteous (laughs) but no this absolute walloper has posted Live life to the fullest. Good to see people enjoying themselves instead of hiding away. People going to start on me for that comment, not giving a poop emoji, poop emoji. Can't live in fear of something you may or may not get. (laughs) Uh, Melissa has... um, (laughs) She likes an Instagram filter. Um, Oh, yes. do you know there's something weird there's something weird um yeah i i think i'm being charitable when i say this they do they do her justice (laughs) um if people can do this they can go back to work stop their furlough now Um, one relates to the other yeah i know i know um again i suppose like pubs should never been allowed to open no just People shouldn't forget their responsibilities, and you know, right? There's 20 people here. We we can't we can't you know. Let's just fuck yeah. off. Well, this is it, and it's also like, cut an off license and get a bottle and go home. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, some people are calling for their license to get taken off them if they don't adhere to social distancing. I, I think that is the plan. Right. Um, not for this instance specifically, but I think licensed premises have been warned, like, if we come in here and everything's not on the up and up, then you're gone. Yeah. Um, someone said, how can this be okay, but gyms are not? Well, that's true. Um, sorry, I've, I've, I, I'm just going through Melissa's photographs there. And all of these Instagram filters, they've all got like the teddy bears or cats and there's something right. on nose. Except, and I'm not being mean about Melissa when I say this, she has a fucking enormous nose, right? Oh, God. And, and I actually suspect it's been broken at some point. So oh, I'm wondering right. why the filter doesn't quite match up. It's like, the nose is not in the right place. No, it's in the right place. It's just, oh, her nose God. isn't in the right place. That sounds really shitty, I know. I'm not, a, I don't usually do that. Yeah. Oh, yes, you do. You just don't yeah. normally do that on the podcast. Yeah. That's the difference. Melissa, I apologise. Um, but you you know what? Uh, you're wrong about your post. Yeah, you're an idiot. But that's got nothing to do with your fillers. Yeah, you need to stop that shit and all. Not, uh, it's not doing you any favours, Hen. Absolutely ridiculous. I understand it's been hard for the younger generation, not getting out, etc. But really, have they learned nothing over the past five months? We are heading for another wave with this lot. Um, I love like, that it's automatically blamed on youngsters. Yeah. Um, I suppose, though, in, in some respects, they're the, they're the age group that's least affected. Yeah. Uh, however, if, if you were to believe parents on Facebook, we Jimmy's bound to die. Well, this is it. Can't be both. This is it. It's like, you know, I think most of these people are probably parents who are driven to drink from having their kids at home for months, (laughs) to be honest. Um, But it doesn't help. Again, it just reinforces the, I think what it does, it's the bigger picture. It reinforces the myth that it's all over. Um, You know, folk need to realise this is going to be with us for months in the next year. Yes, I have heard from a source that shall not be named that the NHS has actually been prepped just now for a second wave they're predicting in November. Right. Um, I don't know how legit that is. As I say, I don't know where this person heard it from, but, you know, I that is something that I have heard. Um, but it's... I don't know. It's it's difficult because you're kind of expecting drunk people to be sensible. <laughs> or people. Uh, and I'm an arsehole when I'm drunk. I mean, a borderline alcoholic at this point from COVID. But do you know what I mean? Like if someone says to me, 
you can't do that because and I'm drunk I'm like fucking says I can't do that do you know what I mean it's like it's yeah. difficult and you forget and you cuddle someone that you've not seen for a while and everything else and I think the fact that the major Covid outbreak has been in Aberdeen has been pub related yeah this actually may result in a localised crackdown on pubs mm-hmm. you know because Pub licenses boards are local authority. It's not a national thing. So I can imagine that the licensing board of Aberdeen City Council might reassess their restrictions. I know that a lot of pubs are shutting at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a blanket ban. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's difficult because some of us want to support local businesses, but not at the expense of our health. No. I mean, Mark Cooper says, I was there on Saturday and it was so shocking we had to leave. First of all, none of us were asked our details for track and trace. Inside was just as bad as outside. So this is completely contradicts this earlier comment. Um, If not worse, because people, there were lots of people hopping between tables and getting up to hug and dance with people from other tables. The worst part was at our table, two girls decided they would sit next to us and before we could say anything, a group of men came over and started chatting them up. One of the men leaning over the top of me and my girlfriend to incoherently chat rubbish to these girls. This place is its priorities all backwards. But, I mean, there there are rules about, like, they're not allowed to have music on and stuff. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, I also don't subscribe to the uh, we can't enforce it. Uh, you can, it's your license. You enforce yeah. lots of other things. You know, if the licensing board discover that you don't have a door policy relating to drugs or violence or uh, underagers, underagers, yeah, you, you get your license taken off you. So, um, you know, it's just something else you have to enforce. And if you don't do it, the licensing authority will batter you. Well, um, and, so, and- I don't subscribe to that. Well, this is it. And there's also, like, I've seen a lot of um, licensing boards bending over backwards to provide licensed premises with signage and stickers right. and, you know, everything that, that they can do to help facilitate these places reopening. Um, and a lot of pubs now aren't, especially pubs in the centre of Aberdeen, are usually related to a chain in some way, whether it's a Bellhaven or a, mm-hmm. you know, a Weatherspoon, you know, type of situation. And those chains, you know, I've got to do it for everywhere. So they have people in positions like health and safety, etc., who know what they're on about. Yeah. So there's not a lot of excuses, as opposed to, like, maybe the wee old man pub in a tiny village. But... Mm. I don't know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if kind of some of this stuff coming out and the um, and the outbreak will change the situation in Aberdeen. But basically, you know, anyone who thinks this is a good thing is a Muppet. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, on to our final portion of this week's episode. It's the return of our favourite segment... Susan Booth's Poetry Corner. That recently unmasked Susan Booth's Poetry Corner. Go back a couple of episodes to hear all about that one. So, do you? Would you like to give Susan's (laughs) latest opus an? I I, I, to be honest, right? I I don't even understand how this has come about. Um, I can't think. It'll become apparent when I when I we talk about it. But it's it's a bit weird. King Harold. By Susan Booth. Where are you slain? Uh, question mark. Bloody battleground in history. Bayou tapestry displayed appears. Clutching brutal arrow, piercing eye to brain. Will we ever know the truth? It didn't happen. Did you live for 40 years as a hermit? Or did you die? Uh, all those centuries ago, or did you die? A great loss, tortured pain that autumn day in 1066. From morning till dusk, Bravely fighting the Normans, dwindling numbers cost, their pretense in fleeing, you fatally trusted. William's 10,000 fierce cavalry willing, deliberate crossbows, sword spears, blood spilling, about to thrust, salient of Hastings, infantry sounded, Anglo-Saxons, ultimately grounded. King Harold, 
You are the last in wake of a wounded army, defeated, price paid, following conquest, William, Duke of Normandy's gift festive, his coronation on Christmas Day. Holy shit, where did that come from? I don't know, maybe she's doing some kind of online history course. Uh, when? Uh, um, hang on, I'm just going to Google battle. I know I know the year, but I don't know the day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, maybe it's the anniversary of the Battle of Hastings, or... Fourteenth uh, of October. No, so we we don't even have that. No, it's um she's maybe watched a documentary on Channel Five or something. But yeah, about turn thrust. I don't know what that means. So our lovely friends in at angry people and local newspapers obviously have had their say about Susan's next of Susan's <laughs> latest offering. The first comments are classic. Anglo-Saxons ultimately grounded for a week and then will replace Mrs Higginbotham's greenhouse paint from their own pocket money. Maybe that will teach you some responsibility. <laughs> I'm going to put a smiley on that one. Um, yeah, on you go. A few hours ago, dead amateur poet lying motionless, mystery beneath, pothole deep, panther Mr Frisky, definitely cat, 2.30 Kempton Mystic Kempton Park Mystic win 10 to 1 favourite eggs, milk, swish roll on and on, pointless collection of words, or maybe burning shepherd's hat poetry stopped, dot 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 Now weirdly I had a giant black cat who I called Mr Frisky <laughs> was uh, and this, this was I mean, decades ago because uh, Mr Frisky was um it was from Blackadder, uh, the third series, and he was trying on an airman jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, he asked Mrs. Uh, Miggins, uh, he comes with matching medallions, and he, he reads it, he says, Mr. Frisky, care of Emma Hamilton. So I always thought that was a great name for a cat. So it was not airman, it was cat fur. Um, so I always thought that was a great name for a cat. So but it's just weird how Panther, and, and, and Mr. Frisky, or Frisky as we call him, he was huge. I mean, fast, big lad. Bigger than um, Oh, I. Um, I mean, huge. Um, so yeah, I, I did kind of go. Is she been who? Who is this Mark Leaves? Is he been stalking me? <laughs> just a fellow Blackadder fan, me think. Yeah. Um, just a thought: if we can, when possible, get a poetry reading night with Susan for charity, who would come? Not me. No. I I, I don't need that much in my life. Um, I'd end up in hospital. Someone says, on the other hand, these could be the lyrics for the next Napalm Death track. I'm not going to read it all, if that's all right, be you. Hey! Hey! The top, top uh, medieval punnage there. I read Hermit as Kermit made much more sense. Um, someone questions the salient of Hastings. That the, the yeah, I think if they were a historian, they'd probably understand what that was. Uh, there was probably some part of the the battle that was, uh, um, um, yeah, probably some part of the battle where they were all hanging out. Um, I've just very quickly googled it. Um, do, 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 uh, uh, no, of no use. Sorry. So yeah, someone someone said currently considering sticking an arrow in both of my eyes. Well, indeed. Apparently, that, 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 that's a bit, he, he, you know, he may well have been injured, but the whole arrow and eye thing, they suspect that was somebody, guerrilla tapestry. Somebody added that later. Nice. You know what? I tapestry have, vandalism. I would have paid good money if they, underneath in the Latin they'd put, uh, watch out, that'll take your bloody eye out. <laughs> um, someone has put, I can see the headline now in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. Big battle near Hastings. Anglo-Saxons ultimately grounded inside special full-colour pull-out and a poem from <laughs> Susan. She makes the mistake of ignoring, ignoring the role of unintentional crossbows played at Hastings. <laughs> what the fuck? Because she says, because int- I think she says in the poem, intentional crossbows. Yes. Um, and someone has put now where was that comment i just scrolled there and i lost it poor effort i give it a 1066 <laughs> well someone points out they didn't have crossbows in 1066 for the start yes this uh, is it just the old bow and arrow i think 
Susan should be employed as Boris's COVID guideline scriptwriter. We might be able to understand it better. Dear Susan, are you off your meds again? Are you? Wait, there are Battle of Hastings conspiracy theories. <laughs> someone's, someone's just, someone's put a shopping list: spam, eggs, milk, bread, bacon. <laughs> I've got. I ground my teeth so hard, I dislodged a fucking filling. Uh, Carol uh, says, "I hope she does Star Wars next." Older and born, Princess Curls, hair like Danish pastries, looking <laughs> in sky. Chewbacca roar, Vader mask. A long time ago, Ewok. Oh. Susie the poet read read that rock read that rock. Where's the arrow? Where's the archer? Here's my eye, Susie. You're as mad as a lizard's knackersack. For Frig's <clears throat> sake, stop! <laughs> Someone just exclaimed, "Susan is back!" Yes, and seems quite happy about it. Well, someone also points out, and this is what threw me in the very first line. She's put, "Where are you slain?" Um, as opposed to where you slain. Ah, um, I did wonder what that meant because I thought it was uh, like, where are you slain, man? Uh, so, yeah, yeah um, so, so, she didn't even proofread her own crap before she sent it in. I'm really not surprised by that though. Someone's put tag yourself. I'm deliberate crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Another one best read in the voice of Marky e. Smith. Uh, someone else that would sound better in Chinese. It may it's, well do. It sound it would sound better if you just Oh, I wonder. I wonder if that's what she does. What do you mean? Like put emojis in for like No, no, no. So you write it in English, convert you... it to Chinese, and then you convert it back again in Google Translate. <gasps> that might we might have figured out our whole thing. Someone's oh, shit, put missing yeah. someone's put missed a good opportunity to get the word bastard in print there. Poor show, Susan. No, I'm saying he missed an opportunity to get oh, that. William, so, um, historically, uh, William the Conqueror was William the Bastard. Uh, um, and he, wasn't, he wasn't particularly pleased by that, I don't think. Well. Um, so, yes, uh, he was referred to as that, I, I think quite often by um, Anglo-Saxons. Anglo um, so, yes, William the Bastard. I, as I was reading it, I was actually hoping that she would get William the Bastard <laughs> Paul Billington, breakdown. Did you do this one? Breakdown, random gibberish. No. Poetry scrying. Cry for help unheard, yet written daily in the local paper. Why won't they take me in begging for a section? Dictionary exhausted, started on thesaurus. Any topic, <laughs> words are written, sometimes joining, oft omitted. Help the author, very taxing, mentally divergent. <laughs> Um, I'm just googling why he was called William the Bastard. Well, because his parents weren't married. Um, I just thought he, he wasn't liked. Um, yeah, no, he, he was a royal bastard. He was he was the illegitimate son of uh, of, of somebody else. Um, but he does appear in the um, uh, in the tapestry itself. Um, He's got big bogly eyes. Maybe he's got a, th a thyroid problem. But he also has, in the tapestry, they've, they've depicted him with enormous flipper-like hands. Mm. But they made a made a show of um, him taking off his helmet to show he was still alive at the end of the battle. Right. Someone has put... Um, someone's done a Star Trek one. Go oh, right. Trek among stars, new worlds explored, pointy-eared, benignly nihilist, philosophy, tryst with... Alien babes, ooh la la, an aggressive race, former rivals, now allies. The next one I can't pronounce, but I think it's probably Klingon. I don't know what that means. Endless spin-offs, women captain, black captain, Klingon captain, diversity. <laughs> I, think, I, think that, I think that's some Klingon. Yeah, that's um, I, I don't speak Klingon. So. I managed to convince someone uh, back in the mid-90s that um, I'd learned Klingon um, whilst working in Watterson's in the East End branch in Edinburgh. Um, nice. And to this day, I would occasionally bump into this person and they, they still maintain that... Um, or, or like the lie at school, like the lie at school, that um, 
I, I, the local high school I went to had sort of those sort of knee level bike racks that had a sort oh, of yeah, a yeah. crocodile mouth, and you just pushed the front wheel in and put a chain around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, there was a story of which I was a willing participant that I had fallen on one of these and uh, accidentally lost a bollock. Um, and it didn't it didn't upset me because I you know you just so I, I occasionally would play along with the lie but there was folk who thought this was gospel so there's probably people out there who believe that to this day. Now we did now we're going to reveal a little bit about how the sausage is made on this show. We accumulate a number of links throughout the week and then when we record we pick the three that we would like to talk about and there was also a Heather poem that yes, was in the mix. And Heather has once again replied to the comments. On oh, her... I missed that. I'm, I'm just going in there, right? Hang on. Yeah, keep, keep, keep talking. So Heather, Heather is another Susan-esque, and her latest lockdown poem is about a haircut. All right. And basically her lack of being able to get a haircut. Um, so I'll read it out quickly while you find the, the thing. I'm, I'm, whizzing, I'm whizzing there now. So it's called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. This flipping nasty virus has a lot to answer for. We're trapped inside our home for weeks and even more. It's given us some problems, be it food or toilet rolls, the dangers of the internet, scammers and those trolls. My walls are getting boring, even dappled in the sun. I dream of food for many hours, sausage rolls and a sticky bun. But now what's really annoying is the length of my scruffy hair. It flops in front of my eyes whilst lounging in my chair. I'm, tasting, I'm taking drastic measures to solve my hairy plight. I right. stand in front of mirror and use the bathroom light. An orange bowl upon my head, the scissors at the ready. Stop right there, my hat will do to keep my hair so steady. There are just a few more days to go till my hair will disappear. Will it be the hairstylist or a hunky Aussie with his shear? Whoever desert, removes my hairy mop, they deserve a golden prize. They'll spot my wrinkled ageing face, but with twinkles in my eyes. And she's provided a picture of herself with a big fucking orange bowl of her heat. <laughs> so, someone said not only gets a prize, P-R-I-S-E, yes. but a golden prize, a magnificent prose. Personally, I'd love to prize something off her, a fucking pen and paper. And then they've, <laughs> they've done a screenshot of, of from a dictionary prize to use force in order to move, move apart yes. or open something. Now, Heather has replied to this because Heather is a good sport. I do like the fact that Heather. Thanks, everyone, for all your kind words. I'm pleased to announce that I managed to get my hair cut last Monday. What a great feeling. You'll be pleased to know that further poems are to follow. Please don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's also posted in that thread, the picture of Susan. Yes. Yes. She needs an orange bowl haircut as well, I have to say. Um, stop right there the poem said but I didn't and now I'm wondering if the hunky Aussie cut her hair and someone else has said hairy plight hunky Aussie I've seen a few films that involve those I've come to fix your leak with my special tool my oh have sp- you oh my clothes have all fallen off it's a very large special tool Badly dubbed with 70s porn guitars. Somebody, Daniel, just says, fucking cringe. (laughs) Someone's put, I dream of food for many hours, sausage rolls and a sticky bun, paging Dr. Freud. Yeah. In a similar vein, and this maybe says more about me, has she tried a parting? And I'm thinking, (laughs) fuck knows, don't don't even suggest (laughs) it. Someone's put, we have to get the country out and moving again, not for the economy, just to stop this plague of poetry. <laughs> She's got a colander on her head. Unless, you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. Oh, this is brilliant. Unless she's a pastafarian, that headgear is cultural appropriation. I feel a strongly worded yet completely impotent letter coming on. <laughs> yes. Because the pastafarians uh, do do that. Really? I, w- I was not aware. No, this was one of the things when the Pastafarians became a thing uh-huh. in like the census or something. People were like, what is the, you know, how do you know if it's a, if, if a person's a Pastafarian? And it was like, because we wear colanders on our head. All right. It is like a thing. Um, but yeah, Heather, and someone has replied, 
to Heather saying, I need to get my hair done. It'll be floral lines at this date. And Heather said, would you like to borrow my orange bowl? <laughs> Which is very nice of her. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's so funny. Like, Susan has yet to de- to grace us with her presence, but we've got the full article about Susan. Yeah, we, we, yeah. But is Heather's like hanging out with our fans, inhibiting them from their natural criticism? Well, this is it. Um, someone's put, I feel so bad for you. I worked in a newsroom and we said no to poetry. How could you tell it was original? I, if it was horrid, it had to be. And horrid poetry had new place in a newspaper. She must be new. Like <laughs> You're missing the point. This is like when a new person posts on Rate My Play and they're like, that looks shit. Why would we rate that? It's like, that's the point, idiot. That's the point, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we've had a Susan and a Heather today. And that is we, all the time we've got. Sadly, yeah, I was going to suggest, uh, but we can't, uh, that in the Angry People and Local Newspapers, the Belfast Life uh, um, piece yeah. about um, yes, uh, gender one. reveal. However, they pulled it, and then weirdly, uh, APINLN also pulled their comment. So we can't talk about it. No, no, this was because we have discussed gender reveals gone wrong. Oh, and this, this was another one. And it just affirms our our both our mutual belief that really just stop fucking doing gender reveals. I know it's not big and it's not clever, and it's a waste of money going by. So basically, two sisters, both pregnant, both went to get private scans yes. of the babies, and were told they were boys, but it turns out they're actually girls. Everyone then bought them blue shit. Yeah, they've decided to do a gender reveal party and they bought blue balloons and all the rest of it to reveal it and then they're having girls. However, there was some unthinking comment along the lines of, for the boy I'll never have. Oh! It was something, there was something like that and it, 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 the, the comments just kicked off. Anyway, we're, we're, we're talking, the story we'll never have. I know, this is it. The story we'll never have. This is our story reveal. Yeah. Anyway, that is all we have time for this week. Uh, remember, get involved. Please rate and review us wherever you subscribe to this podcast. Please let your friends know about this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Don't read the comments pod at gmail.com, at don't read pod on Twitter, or the don't read the comments Facebook page. If you see anything that you think we could poke a bit of fun at or have some, you know, be entertained as we read through the various comments, let us know. But for just now, that's all from us. Goodbye. Bye bye. Don't read the comments is a PandaCat media production. Our theme music was created by Amelia Baylor. Find her on Twitter at Amelia Baylor.